Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? Here at True Face, we are a community that helps Jesus followers experience the fullness of what Jesus made possible in their relationships with God and others by equipping you with a toolbox of teachings and learnings and experiences to help us become more fully known and fully loved and fully alive because we are a gathering of believers. We are the church and the the topic of church is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we have all gone through a crazy past year of what the Little C Church, what we're, we show up to on Sundays and what that looks like uh, has been in our lives. It's disrupted patterns that often lasted decades in a lot of our lives. And we ventured into the unknown as a lot of our churches shut down on Sundays. And that has prompted a lot of discussion about what is the church? Where's the church going? How's the church changing? Uh, and today we're going to talk about the church. And I am really excited to invite a new guest to True Face and the podcast, but a old friend of mine, an old colleague of mine, and now my personal pastor, Lee Rogers. Welcome to the True Face Podcast, man. How are you? Hey, man. I am doing good, and I am glad to be here. It is pretty fun to be sitting here across from you in front of these microphones. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One is because this is not our first time doing a podcast together. That's Lee, right. We, tell the people about the, the old days, the OG of the uh, podcasting. The old days were so good. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll go ahead and let the people in on a little bit of the old days of me trying to, and not that you were against it, but trying to talk you into this idea that podcasting was going to be a great idea and probably more important importantly probably the part that you were more concerned about that we could actually do it oh yeah it was it was dicey for a while so lee and i worked together at north point ministries for how long did we work together six years yeah six years and and lee talked us into doing a podcast for men it was called the fully alive man podcast if you want some oh, entertainment so good. it was so good those early days were so dicey us trying <laughs> to either memorize or read a script or uh it, so unnatural and painful it was super fun so for a throwback feel free to go check those out but lee uh lee and i work together he is he is one of the healthiest guys i know um, I was technically his boss for a few years, but he has, has led me in so many ways personally. He is a close friend. We have done ministry together. Uh, we have been through the thick and thin and about nine or about eight months ago, my wife, Emily texted me and she said, man, I, I want somebody to pastor us in this season. And I want Lee Rogers to be our pastor. And so it, it, for those of you who have worked with somebody for six years through ups and downs, and your wife says, that's the kind of man I want to be our pastor to our kids and to us, uh, that is quite an affirming statement. I ended up sharing that with you, Lee, and that's yeah. just amazing. Uh, or, or it immediately brings a lot of other questions. <laughs> like, what in the world are you talking about? I know this guy. What are you doing? Or what's wrong with Robbie that Emily just needs somebody in here to start pastoring <laughs> and leading right. him? 
a mediator. Um, so Lee Lee was the director of men's groups at North Point, and he has gone through a pretty major transition, as a lot of us have. Uh, the church went through a lot of transitions as North Point shut down Sunday services for over a year. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Over a year. Um, and during that time, God also ha- had been working in Lee's heart and doing some stuff in his life. And so I wanted to bring him on uh, to share with the broader True Face tribe what God's been teaching him about what the church means, because this is so relevant for a lot of us in this time of reevaluating organizationally and personally what the church should look like, how it's changing uh, in COVID and then post COVID. And we're asking these questions. So I thought it'd be fun to have this conversation, but Lee, I'm thankful for you, your friendship. I'm thankful that you're going to be on this podcast and, uh, yeah, give us some context to what God's been doing in your life. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. And at the same time, I just want to acknowledge that this topic, this subject is way too big for you and I. It's way too big for a podcast. And it, if the listener is hearing this and arguing back with, with their speakers, I get it. Like, I'm that guy. Like, hold on. I don't I don't think that's what the church is supposed to be. That's not what it means. That's not what it looks like. I I get all of that. And so, yeah, as we step into it, I just acknowledge ignorance in a lot of ways. <laughs> and um, I would say even I feel like God set me up through my whole life. I mean, probably everybody says this to some degree, but set me up through my whole life to question the church in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. I was born into a family that was kind of questioning church, questioning traditional church. Um, my parents jumped into a different kind of church at the time. It was more on the charismatic Pentecostally, and I don't know if they were fully subscribed to that, but that's what I was sort of born into. And so I didn't know traditional church from the beginning, but I, but I saw the value of being a part of a Christian community, and. I feel like early on Acts, the, the book of Acts in the Bible became my favorite my favorite book. It just talks about the early church and what it did and all this exciting, incredible stuff that anyone would want to be a part of. It was like mm. it was almost like these superheroes, these Avengers of the New Testament showing up to do really cool stuff. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to be a part of that. And my church didn't really look like that, and I didn't know anyone's church who really looked like that. Um, so anyway, it, it led me to a lot of searching and trying to figure things out and, and experiencing a lot of frustration um, growing up. So then you end up uh, getting into ministry, a parachurch ministry, and then going back to seminary, and then you ended up at North Point. Yep, that's right. Um, I, jumping into, well experiencing something incredible from God through some guys who who were following God and doing these men's retreats um, that just became a, a big part of my story I experienced something from God that mm. that was awesome and um, and then I started um, joining those guys to to sort of shepherd other men into this experience and that's really contagious when you see people experience God it's like oh I want to do that all the time. Um, so yeah, ended up going back to school, moving toward some degrees and some learning and trying to figure that out. Um, in the process, got hired at, at North Point Community Church, an incredible church I had been a part of for 
uh, 15 years at the time, um, sort of off and on. And at when it first started, it wasn't really a traditional church. And so that was exciting to me. And then it sort of became the new tradition, neo tradition, if you will. Um, and it's kind of the way church is done in a lot of places now it is what was new um, before. And so, yeah, I was hired in. Um, you had already been working there, but you came down to the campus I was on to put some structure and strategy around men's groups and, and seeing men come alive. And I got to do that with you. And that was awesome and amazing. And it was a great run. And, and we did community with a bunch of men's groups and men's leaders in that season. And um, you're, you, you have always uh, had community as a central uh, aspect of your life with guys, with couples in your life. You were experienced the power of that, you said, in that parachurch ministry of experiencing God doing amazing things through a community of people doing life together. And then you were able to take that into North Point and to a community of men's groups and men's groups leaders and your role there. Um, this is just in your bones. You're relational. You're, you love community. And you, you've been doing that through an expression of a church. Tell us this journey of um, what that's What's that? What that's looked like over this past year, and what he's put on your heart about what you want to be a part of moving forward. Yeah, so working for one of the largest churches in America, um, I feel like it was we were tasked with helping people experience a community in an environment of literally thousands of people, and so this strong belief that that spiritual growth is going to happen. Um, in a smaller group environment, in conversations, in relationships, in, in deeper relationships. We're going to find God, experience God. Um, we're going to be tested ourselves and challenged um, in those ways by, by being in smaller um, community is, is what we were working on in that environment. And we, we did it through groups and um, it was good. Uh, we, um, I think... I experienced in that environment pockets of community. My family experienced pockets of community. What we didn't experience is probably something a little more holistic, mm. something that was more encompassing um, for our lives. Like, you know, my kids were a part of different small groups in the kid ministry. My wife, um, she was doing a Bible study in the neighborhood. I had some really close men. I was probably in three or four groups because I'm a weirdo about groups. Um, but all of our groups weren't together. Mm. And um, I don't know if, if, you know, the men in my different groups knew the names of my kids mm. all the time. And um, so we just sort of saw this, um, I don't know, like a limit to where we could go in the way that we were trying to do it. And so that, that sort of led me to want more. So then, as you mentioned, um, a year ago, um, the lockdown happens, the, the pandemic hits, and everyone's forced into their smaller communities because we can't gather as a huge, large community anymore. And I just thought in that moment, like, whoa, this is this is our time to shine um, as a groups person, as a smaller community oriented kind of human. Um, it was it was like an exciting opportunity. Um, but at, at the same time, I feel like I was trying to do new things in an old way. 
and so ran into a lot of barriers trying to do that it just started i feel like god um sort of used that to break me out of old ways of thinking and um to to open my eyes and my heart to see what maybe he has next for me for us for community in general tell, tell me about what what are you sensing what what is it inspiring you or activating your heart when it comes to this topic of the opportunity for church and community and, and what God has in store for you for this. Yeah. Well, as you've heard me say, you know, one of the things that, that I did around this time last year is God stirring all of this in my heart is just run back to the Bible to see what it says about church. I've read the word church a bunch of times in the Bible. Didn't really know exactly what that meant. Um, looked it up and um, the, the word translated into the word church in the Bible um, means a group of people. I mean, most everyone listening probably knows that. It means, you know, a gathering, an assembly, however however you put it. It's, it's just a group of folks, you know, a group of people. And so as I'm looking at what the Bible says that a group of people is going to do, um, you know, again, for scripture that we all know that Jesus is the head and, and the group of people is really like a body and the body doesn't do anything without the head. None of our bodies can do anything without the head attached to them. Um, the body or the head leads the body. And every, if we want to move our arm, it's because the head told us to. And um, I start to see that the, this idea that um, the way God wants to create the kingdom on the earth is through this group of people, um, believers coming together around this idea of Jesus and, and his way of doing life, which is God's way of doing life. And I don't know, it just sort of inspired me to, to want to do that mm. again and, and to be a part of community. And what I saw for myself, honestly, is that so much of my thinking and my my action actions that come out of my thinking were stuck in church walls and when i say that i just mean old ways of doing things traditional ways of doing church cultural ways of doing church and what church looks like and um that was a pretty disappointing kind of feeling about myself because mm. i i i feel like i'm a unique thinker and think out of the box and follow god and um I feel like God just showed me in a lot of ways that, that my thinking was truly stuck in old church walls. It, 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 you're thinking about being the body was stuck on a Sunday paradigm instead yes. of a gathering group doing things and following Jesus together. Yeah, how to love people, how to grow in our love for God together looks different than, than what we only what we can create in church walls. So we shouldn't go to church on Sundays. We should 100% go to church on Sundays um, because it's a good day that most of us are off work. Hmm. We can get together in a larger group. We can receive incredible teaching. We can be empowered and inspired for the rest of the week. That's, that's what we can do on Sundays. But we shouldn't go if this is my box I'm checking. We shouldn't go if... This is when I'm going to get right with God. You know, I'm going to I'm going to get weepy and and walk an aisle and do a hard thing. Um, there, there's a time and a place probably for all of that. Um, I don't think that's what the church in the Bible was all about. 
not even for a minute. Unpack for me more what you see scripturally of what the body was yeah. look like in Acts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because for one thing, there were no churches built when the Bible was written. When any parts of the Bible written, they were there were absolutely zero church buildings. There was no Bible for that matter. Um, there was Old Testament scriptures, of course, and there was scriptures being written that we would refer to as the New Testament. But at the time, there, there was no book to come around. There was no building to call the house of God or anything like that. And so it was not not that I think everything should be organic all the time. There's value in structure. There, there's value in systems. But it was organic. Hmm. And it was focused on this idea of following Jesus, um, not just in um, doctrine or knowledge or information, but following Jesus in the things that he did, um, the things that he taught us to do. They were always relational. They were always loving others because to love God is to love others and, and vice versa. And... Um, and it says in Ephesians, in that way, God is going to be glorified by the group of believers. God's going to be glorified by a group of people that are gathered in his name. Hmm. So a lot of us are listening. All right. So here's what I'm processing. That in your own life, you've been um, really reimagining or re-seeing this paradigm of seeing church through this four walls Sunday experience type perspective into into how God sees it as uh, you're saying a gathering of believers, just a group without this four walls, um, and and really the focus of the body being on um, following Jesus and the things He did, which is not limited to Sunday, but that Sunday would be a time where we come together for encouragement and strengthening. We're listening to this, all of us struggling with what to do with church practically on Sundays, what it looks like. This shifts a paradigm that still leaves me wondering. What should I be thinking right now as I rebuild patterns? What should I be doing? How should I re-engage as my patterns have been uh, changed and now I have an opportunity to start fresh as a Jesus follower and, and engage in this community differently called the church? What should I be thinking? Yeah, I, I think um, as I come at this from... A perspective of somebody who was working for a church, um, a, a big church, and now um, from a perspective of somebody who's um, the pastor of our church, this this incredible little community that we have up here in North Georgia, I feel like part of what God is going to help us understand is that this is not going to be about a pastor. It's going to be about we are pastors. And it's not going to be about um, going and learning from a guy, but it is going to be about us all learning to have a with God life. Mm. Because if you're connected to God the same way I'm connected to God, then we can both do what God wants to do, not just on Sunday, but during the week. Mm. And I almost think of like um, the guy who's the pastor. Th this is my example has come to mind lately is or the analogy, I should say is that as a pastor, as the pastor of our church, I'm not, it's almost like I'm the guy who works at the Bass Pro Shop. It doesn't mean I'm the best fisherman, 
But it does mean I'm probably thinking more about fishing poles than you are during the week. Um, I probably know the new fishing gear that's coming out possibly sooner than you do, but it doesn't make me a better fisherman. And really, this is all about fishing, you know, and I'm not going to analogize that back <laughs> to fishers of men or something <laughs> like that. But if you're if you're a guy who loves to fish and I'm a guy who loves to fish, um, you might come to me to say, hey, what what's new in the fishing world? And we'll talk about that. Mm. But your job, I mean, you should be inspired and get life out of fishing. And I should be inspired and get life out of fishing. You, your job shouldn't be to um, move into the Bass Pro Shop. That wouldn't make any sense. Or spend all your time there. No, we're supposed to be out doing stuff. Mm. And yeah, let's come and get recharged and excited from there sometimes. Um, and talk to the guy who works there. But then we should all do a bunch of fishing. I love that. That is a different paradigm than the consumer mentality that so many of us, that I've had most of my life of going to church and getting fed and getting receiving and then going and taking away. That disrupts that to a degree of uncomfortability as we enter into these new patterns of going, what will it look like to be a body that equips each other? Oh yeah, it it should not lead to job security for me, <laughs> honestly. Oh yeah. And and that's okay. I mean, if, if God's doing this anyway, um, and somehow it turns into this incredibly organic, self-inspired, self-motivated body of Christ. Great. Like, let's do it. God can handle that, too. This brings up a thought. We, we had uh, our couples group over for a house church uh, when church was shut down. We met in my driveway. We sat in lawn chairs, socially distanced like six months ago uh, during COVID. And we did church on, on Sunday morning together as a group of believers. We did communion and we prayed and we updated about each other's lives and connected. And Emily made a statement that church on Sundays should be like a war room where we're at war throughout the week. There's so much spiritual warfare going on it should be the place where we come together to be equipped and prepared to go out for the week, it, it, to go fight and to go lead and to go love differently. And that's what I hear you saying, that we should go get equipped. We should go get yes. the gear, get training, get encouragement, get excitement, get that salesman going, man, go catch those bass, you know, and yes. then go out into the world during the week as pastors and as part of the body in the gifts that God's given us uniquely um, and man, if that was our hope, if, if we went back into going, where is our community? How do we engage in our community, our gathering, our group of Christians where we go help each other become equipped to then go love and be Jesus to people around us throughout the week? That is a different mentality that yes. I think we've got an opportunity to shift into uh, as a big C church, as a local expression of what happens on Sundays in our American culture that has looked a certain way and it goes through changes over generations, but we've got a unique opportunity as a group of Christians and, and in this time. Yes, we should do that. And it is super convenient to do it on Sundays and we should, and you and I should do it right now. Mm. And Michael's in here with us. We are, we are the church um, where one or more are gathered there. I'm with you. And when he spoke to a group, we don't know what size that group was. It was probably, it was probably big sometimes, and it was probably small time sometimes. But we're gathered in his name right now. Let's do everything you just said that we can do on Sunday, 
Let's do it today before we leave here. And let's use this time to to just speak life into every single person listening because we have that opportunity. Man, as you said that, I, I, I looked down at my notes of what you said earlier that a community ex- that experiences God is contagious. It and is. as we gather together, it is in our design to um, be gathered together in relationship and in community because that is a vehicle where love can be experienced because love is relational and so when there's a one another piece to it that's right gathered together i am with you because you have the opportunity to love each other Uh, and that is so compelling and so contagious and man does the world need that right now yeah that's right and so that's why when people listen to your podcast as i have um and i'll hear you talking to a couple or another man or a couple of people it's like oh i love what's happening there mm. like that is that is there's an attractive thing happening there well that's available to us today in some way with other people like let's be reminded to go do that and if we're doing it with other believers um then we're the church mm. and and we have that opportunity opportunity to glorify god in that way uh, just to close the loop, because I don't know how clear you are about this, but you have recently, uh, in the past month, uh, shifted from your role at North Point as director of men's into lead pastor of a small church yeah. uh, that's been around 35 years in North Georgia called North Georgia Church, which I am have shifted to, and I'm excited to call you my pastor, and I'm prayerfully expecting with what God does through this small community of people who have been faithful and where it which is actually the community where emily my wife grew up going to which is pretty wild and pretty cool that's amazing it is it is equally exciting and it is very exciting and terrifying because it is very terrifying at the same time and um just you know so thankful that when you showed up you doubled the size of our kid ministry hey, we really on, appreciate man. that i'm trying to help out it's fantastic the tagline of north georgia church where lee is now the lead pastor is a community where grace matters and they have been doing that they've been doing community around this thing called grace uh they are the experience sweet of grace and faithful and gosh that you know when we were talking about this over the last year or so as i ask people around who were familiar with this group the thing i heard the most is you're not going to find a more faithful group of people and it's just like whoa i want to i like that you're like the open door fellowship of the east coast (laughs) this is legit let's don't over (laughs) (laughs) still oversell the um as we have this conversation i think uh it, it reminds me of a lunch i had with a friend a couple weeks ago and we were talking about revelation and about you know what the Revelation speaks to the end of times and the state of the church. And we had the conversation that, yeah, but isn't that a sign that Revelation, that the end's coming because the state of the church is in this and that? And we talked and said, I don't know. Like, it feels so massive right now in America because it feels like we've shifted so quickly to a post-Christian society that we're just caught disoriented because we've been looking through this lens of church being a four-wall Sunday experience and then COVID shut it down and numbers are plummeting and people aren't going to church on Sundays as much anymore. So we go, whoa, this is this is terrible and this is horrible. But we we were talking at lunch about how our God, who's a big God, how he is doing 
unbelievable things in answering our prayers that Jesus modeled that said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Through your body, the church, around the world as he is constantly moving and growing. And around the church, God is doing unbelievable things to expand his goodness and his love to new sons and daughters. The church in Iran and China and house churches all around the world are just seeing incredible revivals. And we should be praying for incredible revivals all over. And it feels like in our country, we're in a key inflection point of of church attendance changing. And, you know, I, I'm sure in England, England was such a center for so much uh, exporting of thought leadership and ministry uh, out of like, England in like the 1800s. And then it feels like that shifted to the U.S. in the 1900s towards being a, a center for influence and, and reach. Sure. And that's probably shifting in this in this uh, century to more Eastern. Who knows how God will use it, but uh, that doesn't mean he's done. And yeah, it, as they were feeling fear in, in uh, England as the shift 100 years ago, we might be feeling that now. But we have so much to be prayerful for and expectant of. And I want all of us to gather together that that we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you start blowing us away with what you do in the church around the world as a gathering of believers in yes. the body and in our country. Because I think there is an opportunity here we have in a post-Christian society for a depth of discipleship and community which is so desired and longed for by Jesus followers that I think the local church, the normal local church expression will meet that need and will pivot and adjust to more localized community, more intimate community where a gathering of believers grows and matures to a depth that will stand out more and more in a post-Christian society. And we have the opportunity to be more of a light and a lamp on a stand and a city on a hill to a world that needs it so so badly right now and lee i am prayerful that this happens with north georgia church and you serve a group of people that is that to this community and that god um, brings about revival in dawsonville and around our country and around the world yeah and man it's exciting to watch it's so good and it's so exciting and i totally agree with with all that you are saying i'm i'm fully on board with all of that and along those lines you know i i think about these ideas i think a ton about the the cultural aspects of christianity and the post-christian and all of that stuff but um and i think you're saying it i i hope that we start in this revival idea measuring christian post-christian pre-christian whatever by who's being loved and how well they're being loved and not by how many Christian television shows and Christian coffee shops are being um, formed around us. Uh, it's just a, there's so many different ways to look at all of it, but I think it's going to come back to this idea of are people being loved? Well, are people being inspired to sacrifice and give and serve and love and do those things that Jesus did and that's what we're going to do. Let's a- do that. Amen. For all of us listening, we are the church. We are. We pray for your gathering, your group of believers that are in your life and in your community as you are the church. And hopefully you have that 
uh, in a Sunday experience that is edifying in a war room and preparing and equipping and encouraging you to go continue to do that, to love those around you that God has uniquely positioned you to be able to do. Uh, It is our hope as a community to do that, to become more fully known, fully loved, and fully alive as we go out and love those around us. And uh, we hope this podcast is a tool that helps you um, in doing that. And please feel free to share it, to like it. Uh, it's pretty humbling, this podcast. We've passed a half a million downloads. Awesome. And so this this True Face Tribe, I am thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for Lee, you joining us. And we've got a special surprise for you on the next podcast coming up. Uh, the tables are going to be turned. Lee is actually going to interview me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be the guest for once. And... Uh, so you might want to tune into that one. I, we've got a new resource in a book coming up, and I'm going to be able to share it with you next week. But you're going to have to wait for that two weeks from now. Thanks, everybody. Tune in next time, and thanks for being a part of the True Face Tribe.